Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. What's up, you guys? This is John. And I'm Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we took a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. Hello, everyone. Hi, John. <laughs> hey, brother. How are you doing? How's it going, buddy? I'm so great. I'm I'm here, not going crazy from being in self isolation from COVID nineteen. Um, we wish you all well who are listening at home. Yeah, yeah. And How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to talk a little bit more about Kickboxer. Oh, man. We hope you're all very excited to talk about Kickboxer. We encourage you to go to the refrigerator, grab a beverage, and uh, strap yourselves in. It's going uh, <laughs> to be a toned, greased, bumpy ride <laughs> through, yes. through, the, through the Thai jungle. Where did we leave off? Okay. So uh, you may remember... ISKA champ Eric Sloan, after a successful title defense, decides that he should fly to Thailand to defend his title against the Thai champ Tong Po. Yep. Um, at the arena, his brother Kurt realizes that Thai kickboxing is way different <laughs> and sees Thai champ Tong Po kicking a structural support column with a crazy glint in his eye and begs Eric to back out. Eric <laughs> says, shut up or go home, and proceeds to get the ever-loving shit kicked out of him, literally, by Tong Po, who, yeah. to add insult to injury, breaks <laughs> Breaks Eric's back with no one else to turn to. Kurt begs Taylor, who he meets at the arena, an yeah. ex-military guy, to take them to the hospital. And that was episode one. Ooh, I'm winded. That was a whirlwind. It was. They are cramming a lot of story into a small package. A lot happened, um, even <laughs> though it doesn't really seem like a whole lot happened. It's brisk. Um, but so the story picks up. We're at the hospital where a nurse tells Kurt that they won't know anything about uh, Eric's condition until the morning. Yeah, so, so they're at this Chameleon or Chameleon, however you pronounce it. That hospital is apparently still there today. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I understand they this film, I think they, they filmed a lot in Thailand, but they also filmed a lot of it in Hong Kong, a lot of the oh, really? interiors and stuff like that. Yeah, so that made me wonder if the hospital was in Thailand or in, they just, in uh, Hong Kong. So that's they cool. They just stayed there from Bloodsport. Um, I love that the yeah. clock in the lobby says 10 past 8 presumably in the evening and uh -huh. the visitors hours ended at 6 p.m. No exceptions. Um, you know what? Maybe this it's is because it's an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the exception. <laughs> yeah, that's OK. So we cut to it's the next morning. The guys are kind of asleep and a doctor comes in and he tells Kurt that Eric is paralyzed and he will not ever walk again. Yeah. So, and this was, this was uh, sort of an answer to my question that I raised in episode one, the doctor says that the, the injury and this doc, we, we give major kudos to the doc here because this is a completely believable performance from this guy. He's not like coming in as like, 
all grim faced and heavy sighing or anything like that. He's just very like, I'm, you know, right. I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do, but the he's doctor not says, doing it. Yeah. yeah. He says the injury was, a, uh, at the T 10, the 10th vertebrae. And apparently that's a part of the section of the spinal cord that is the most vulnerable to injury oh. due to the, due to the high flexibility of the body at that point. I feel like Tong Pone knew this. He would. That <laughs> bastard. He targeted that. Yeah. But yeah, no, as you say, the doctor was awesome. Like I thought yeah. his performance was, he's very grave, but also sympathetic to yeah. it and everything. And I think, yeah, he's, he said they did everything they could and, and there's just nothing they can do. And then, uh, Kurt sort of goes into a rage. He starts to manhandle the doctor. He's yeah, he, telling him, you're going to make him walk again. That's not the way medicine works, Kurt. Yeah. Come on. Uh, but uh, Taylor, who was still there, he sort of steps in and separates him. I found myself thinking, there's just no... You, I can't see Taylor spending the night in the, in the waiting room with him. Well, I think it's supposed to immediately establish that this Taylor guy is already feeling some sort of bond or camaraderie with... You know, Obviously, with yeah, and so um, that's he, a far way he's come from the. Uh, there are two, two more left. fights, <laughs> <laughs> or like you're giving Americans a bad rep. <laughs> yeah, he's come a long way. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, the doctor basically tells him Eric's going to be here in the hospital for three months before he can be moved, and says he's he's sorry that they did everything they could do for him. It's heartfelt. Um, it's a heavy moment. So yeah, Kurt sort of, he sits down, his head in his hands, he goes into a rage and he, he threw tears, says he wants Tong Po. Yeah. And so Taylor, like what, throws up his hands and is like, um, you should uh, just yeah. take your brother back home. And then we also get this weird line. I'm not signing your death warrant too. Yeah. There's some backstory, I guess we don't know about. We kind of never find out about it. Right. But, um, um what does Kurt, he mean? Yeah, Kurt, <laughs> I don't I, know. I guess maybe a lot of guys he served with died. He's gotten uh, a few people killed in this time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Kurt, yeah, Kurt says he's going to do whatever it takes. Basically to, he's going to get his revenge. Taylor. Yeah. Again, he says, I'm not going to help you. And Kurt says, well, then I'll just do it on my own. I don't need your help. And, uh, then oddly Taylor says the only way you're going to get to Tong Po is inside the ring and, and you can't beat him there basically. Yeah. Says I'm not going to help you, but let me give you this little nugget of help. And then he says, and then he says, if you try to get him outside the ring, we'll, they'll kill all of us. And I'm not sure what that means. All of who he's team Sloan already. Well, him and those two hookers from earlier. (laughs) Maybe I'm just like every, every American, everyone. I don't know what he means by they'll all be killed. It's a very ride or die mentality from Taylor instantly yeah, the, and he's dialed up to 15 in the this quote scene was, you go after him outside the ring and we're all dead all of us he's too valuable to them yeah and i'm just like okay okay <laughs> i don't even i don't know what it means i no. honestly i think the real reason that he's saying this is just to try to get the audience on board with the fact that it has to be a fight i wish that, that he, he can't that been... he can't just walk in with a gun and and try to kill Tong Po or anything. But I wish that Taylor had been like leaving the bathroom as the doctor was coming in to deliver the bad news, like uh, maybe doing some cocaine, which, <laughs> which would explain for like why he is so wired during this whole scene. Taylor is. Yeah. He's just yeah. wired. He's just like, <laughs> he's um, a, well, this guy likes to party. We know that. Uh, yeah. He, he tells Kurt one last time that he's not good enough to, 
fight Tong Po and Kurt responds with a, we'll see. But then he says it, he says it like three more times as he's walking down the hall away from him. He's like, we'll see. We'll see. Like, okay, man, chill. Um, so yeah, then Kurt, he goes in he's to see Eric, who's still unconscious. It seems like he's just come out of surgery. Yeah. And Kurt punches the wall very melodramatically. No one likes drywall in this movie. <laughs> no drywall is the, safe. Then we get this movie's uh, sappy soul searching montage. Montage number two. Yeah. He's, he's wandering the streets of Bangkok doing a little sightseeing uh, set to the lovely song fight for love by Stan Bush. Again, not we fight for love by power station from commando. <laughs> not yeah. <laughs> similar, similar, uh, sentiment. Sometimes yeah, you got to fight for love, man. It sounds almost exactly like Phil Collins in the air tonight at the beginning Ooh, of the song. It does it have sounds, that mellow. Yeah. It's a mellow, very, uh, introspective vibe. Very, very similar. Yeah. Um, but dude, yeah, Van Damme is a staple of his work to uh, wander a, a Southeast Asian town uh, reminiscing on what's gone wrong. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's lots of sad sack walking around temples and cloisters <laughs> and looking at Buddhist statues. Lots of Buddhist statues. Dude, yeah, it is also a great tourism video for Thailand because it, it looks is. awesome there. Fantastic. Yeah. There's that massive, like the golden reclined statue. That shit was like straight out of Street Fighter, dude. I would from, love uh, to see that. Yeah, from totally. Sagat's from, level. From Sagat, yeah. Yeah. Tiger, 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 me. You win. Perfect. <laughs> Dude, Sagat was my favorite to fight with on there. Uh, he's bad. His style well, was awesome. Freaking Muay Thai shit. Yeah. Ryu's my guy, but Sagat's just a taller Ryu, so it's sort of like this movie. <laughs> uh, basically. Um, dude, do you think that character is based off Tong Po? Probably. Was, I wonder if that video game know, yeah. predated the movie. Probably no, it, not. It didn't. It didn't. No, yeah, then they stole that shit. Yeah, for um, real. But uh, Kurt goes to the first of, I think, three Muay Thai gyms where he's <laughs> asked, where he's basically asked to get trained. Um, but he walks in, the guy who seems to be running the gym, you know, there's scores of, of several, young kids in there several training. Several dozen like yeah. kids all I would say 50 plus people in there and everyone's in great shape and then the the guy who's running the gym tells everyone to stop blows a whistle what they're doing and watch this watch this conversation <laughs> when in which uh Kurt tells him he wants to learn Muay Thai so he can fight Tong Po uh, the guy Wait, says something to all the students in, in Thai. Look at uh, this fucking guy. We can only guess what it is. This dumb fuck says he <laughs> wants to fight Tong Po or something like that. And he gets laughed out of the building. I like the reaction from the kids is sort of believable until you can see that all of them are kind of looking off screen, like off camera at someone that's yeah. like telling them like, raise your someone arms raise, and raise a flag and, and tells them that's your cue to start laughing now. But yeah, they're, they're fine. Um, so by Kurt, poor yeah. I know he walks out of there real sad. This happens presumably a couple more times. I like that as soon as he walks out of the gym, the song kicks back in too. It's like <laughs> yeah. it was, they pushed pause on the song just long <laughs> enough for him to walk out. Yeah. So about the one of the gyms he comes walking out of, Taylor is there waiting for him. Right. And Taylor tells him, you know, you're really serious about this training. He's like, okay, so I might know someone who would train you. And he says, oh. there's only just, there's only one guy that's crazy enough to train him. 
the guy named Zian who lives out in the sticks. It, it was during this whole exchange to my adult ears that I started to notice that it sounded like Van Damme had regressed as far as his ability to stumble through some English. Oh, he really? Like, so, he sounds less plausible in this movie than he did in Bloodsport. I wonder if this is really early in the production or late I in the production. Know. He's tired. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah. Basically, Kurt's telling him, all right, let's take me there right now. Take me to this guy's yeah. And Taylor tells him, no, no, <laughs> we're, we're going to the titty bar first. <laughs> now we're going He's drinking like, fuck, now. Fuck now. We're going drinking now. Did you also notice Taylor had a red thong hanging from his rearview mirror in the van? <laughs> this guy is a fucking party monster. You want monster. me to take you tomorrow? We go drink it tonight. That's the we're deal. Drink it and tonight. Kevin, Kevin, I take that deal. Nine out of ten oh, times. Yeah. <laughs> I love he the bar him, options he gives. He gives him options. He's like, "Are we going to the Pink Pussy or the Kitten Candy Club?" <laughs> I know. Which one are we going to? Which one are we going to first? To first. <laughs> Van Dam tells him, "I don't. I don't suppose we can just go back to the hotel." Taylor says, "Fuck no." It's like, don't worry, I know a nice, mellow place. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, it is anything but. <laughs> it is popping off in there. There's all types of naked chicks. I just love um, that Taylor is clearly a regular. People know him. They like know his drink order. He is on fire when they walk in there. Uh, He's like, ow, hurt me, hurt me, hurt me. He's just, like waving I, his hat, like fanning himself. <laughs> I love to think of Taylor just being coked out of his mind 100% There's of the time. definitely some shit. Maybe he's not running guns so much as he's running cocaine or I love, heroin out I of there. I love the line as they're taking in the scene. You should see how she opens up a soda bottle, which immediately, immediately, <laughs> it immediate recall, immediately recalls <laughs> that one, that one worker at the Claremont lounge. She's legendary, but she yes. can, she can like crush a Pabst can between her tits. Yes. I can't remember her name. I can't um, either. Okay. Goldie. Gold, there you go. Goldie is her name. Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, they're ordering drinks. I think Van Dam says he just wants water. So some, he, he tells Perrier, him bring us some Perrier. Then five beers and three Perriers later, uh, <laughs> Taylor is like telling Kurt his life story. Oh my God. <laughs> so he says he stayed in Thailand after Vietnam and now he's an arms dealer. He says he's just enjoying life's many pleasures. Well, he, this is this is crazy. He says guns and grenades and mines I can buy. Like I can buy that he can get that stuff. But armored yeah. cars and tanks. I don't know what his connections are. Uh, I maybe he's still got some buddies, I guess, in the military. I but mean, shit. but those things must be being stolen then. Yeah, right? he's I don't he know. is stealing them or he's helping. He is facilitating the theft of <laughs> United States military. Uh, stuff I can't <laughs> think of the word <laughs> but he's he's basically telling him his his story he says or he's telling him well he's given a lot of exposition yeah. let's be real but he tells him that tong po's handler is this very bad gangster named freddie lee he's one bad he's, motherfucker he's the he's the guy the shady guy we saw sort of running the show in the arena earlier silk shirt pendant necklace you remember the guy now kurt asked the question that we've all been wondering which is why have you decided to help yeah and taylor I, tells him he's like you know in vietnam i had a very good friend he was like a brother to me and he needed me you know when he needed me i wasn't there for him and he died uh, presumably um yeah. so now when he saw another guy wanting to help his brother out uh he was moved and and decided he had to help out that PTSD kicked in and Taylor knew he had to help. <laughs> and now that's, and so now I'm like, okay, maybe that's why he, you know, also stayed the night there in the hospital. Yeah. 
Yeah, he immediately felt that connection. Um, so then we cut to the next day. I can't even imagine. Well, I guess uh, Kurt would be feeling right as rain. Taylor's probably hungover. No. Or maybe Taylor, that was a light, that was a light is, night for Taylor. Taylor is never hungover. Not well, once. It helps to, he never went to sleep. So exactly. <laughs> he um, just did a bunch of lines. So yeah, they're like driving <laughs> through the fucking jungle and awesome scenery. We're not, we're not sure. Yeah. We're the Steve Winwoodsy Huey Lewis style rock blues song is very incongruent with the rustic surrounding. <laughs> That's it. Like while they're yes. driving around in this van, it was a change of pace, and, not a Stan Bush number. It was, it was something else. Yeah. A little, like you said, it's got a little, had a little soul to it. Yeah. Um, and what the fuck is Jean-Claude wearing? Just I <laughs> I don't know. I, I paused on the Blu-ray to try to read because it was kind of like a shirt, blue shirt with the sort of epaulets on the shoulders. Yeah. And then it had a big patch with writing on it. But a I, lot I of paused writing. on the Blu-ray and tried to read the writing. And it was just sort of like broken English. Yeah. On it. It's something about like air supply. Uh, it, it's supposed to seem military ish. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, but it's, it was probably bought in the Hong it's Kong, like, you know, marketplace or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, it was. That's a big thing in Asia, I think, is just that the English looks cool. So you see a lot of shirts and stuff with English phrases that make no sense that because sense. people can't actually they don't know what it says. They just think that it looks cool to right. have English writing on it anyway. <laughs> um <laughs> So yeah, Taylor drops him off at this very primitive looking property with like thatched roof huts and everything like that. Taylor says he's got some other business to attend to, but he'll be back in a few hours. Yeah. We presume it's either a gun deal or, or something even more salacious. Cien's yeah. property doesn't look like much, but that place now would cost you $300 a night on Airbnb. Oh yeah, sure. dude. No, <laughs> it looked like a pretty, like a remote paradise, but I don't understand how does Taylor not hang around to make an introduction. That's not Taylor style. Do you think that Taylor called ahead to let Zian know they were coming? Zian probably doesn't have phones Zian, out there. Zian doesn't have a phone. Yeah. He, ain't, he ain't got a so phone. So anyway, he just left in there knowing, presumably, that Zian's a little crazy and he's got traps everywhere. Well, it's at this um, moment so also that I realized <laughs> that aside from the denim vest jeans combo, all Kurt apparently brought to Thailand was one pair of severely pleated khakis and a selection <laughs> of weird button-down shirts. And muscle yes. tanks. <laughs> Those khakis he was wearing had the most pleats I've ever seen. Oh my god! But they allow you to kick, I guess, and everything yeah, like do. that to do splits. That's right. <laughs> That's Van Dam's when he's buying a garment. That is his primary concern: is can I do a he's split? Like, how much? How much stretch is in this material? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, so Kurt takes about two steps onto the property and gets snared in a trap that leaves him hanging upside down <laughs> from right, a tree. Right. I don't know how. So I could see how the little loop or whatever that you step in, maybe you can't see that it's, it's camouflaged, but there would be a rope like leading up to the tree that you would see you got it all hid, man. <laughs> Dan knows what's going so. on. He's into booby traps. Yeah. So then at that point, Zian steps out. He asks him who he is, what he wants. Uh, Kurt says he wants to learn Muay Thai oh to which God. Zian says, but you're American. Was it the accent that gave me away? <laughs> what? <laughs> 
how do you hear Van Damme say anything and right. leap to the conclusion that he's American? Can you tell that I was born and raised in California? Or I would like, say what the fuck? you're definitely not American. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Just call yeah, him that, a Westerner, but you're a Westerner. I don't know. Anything but American would have made more sense. Before this podcast was even a... a, a a gleam in my eye <laughs> that uh, that line always drove me crazy Stuck about this crawl. movie. Yeah. Like, but you're American. Oh what? my gosh. No, he's not. He's clearly not. He's a white guy. Well, maybe it's sort of the, the maybe it's the next line. He was like, what? Well, because I heard about the American that lost very badly in the fight. And I just assumed that you're somehow related. But that's yeah. giving that's giving the screenwriters too much credit. No, definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, as you. Yeah. Zian says he heard about the American. They lost very badly in fight last week. And Kurt tells him, well, that's my brother. And now he can't walk. And um, that seems to sort of sober up Zian a little bit. He yeah, takes it yeah. a little more seriously. He walks off. He cuts him down out of the trap. Um, he comes back and he warns Kurt that uh, revenge is a dangerous motive. Yeah. To and which then, Van Damme replies, but it's also a powerful one. That's right. And I say this only movie a is, Sith deals in absolutes, uh, Kevin. This movie, they <laughs> never, this movie never comes back around as most movies do with the lesson of, you know, revenge is not the way. Right. This movie is kind of like, yeah, no, revenge is the way. <laughs> revenge is the, revenge is the shit, you guys. It's the only way. Like vengeance, isn't that, or wrath. That's like one of the seven deadly sins. Anyway. Yes, wrath is, um, yeah. But they start walking together a little bit and uh, Zian is like, don't step there. <laughs> and dude, this guy, Dennis Chan, Zian, he's a funny guy, man. He's got great comedy timing. Yeah, it's and I, I get why that like that you say that it's a little hit or miss for me because it's right on the border of being like hokey. The, the portrayal. Oh, yeah. And I think that it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. I mean, it's a portrayal of the stock elderly, like wise, witty, seemingly quaint, yet deceptively mm -hmm. powerful martial arts master. Um, well, he's got like, I feel like he's got, you know, maybe more than a little uh, Mr. Miyagi in him. Well, yeah. And that's, I, you know? I went on a, a Wikipedia dive for like the specific archetype for this character. And because, you know, the martial arts master is an, a film archetype and it's like a whole laundry list of personality traits and physical characteristics and mannerisms, older, reserved, serene, self-assured. And it reads sort of like a high school essay and chock full of generalizations. But the, the ones that the guy that wrote the article alludes to the most are Miyagi and Karate Kid and Shinzo Tanaka and Bloodsport. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tanaka. Tanaka yeah. was a pretty serious guy. He didn't have a whole lot of a funny no. bone in his body really. Um, but yeah, Zia and maybe he's somewhere in between yeah, the two. Totally. Um, totally. Got to have some comedy besides Taylor, I guess. So yeah. So he asks, well, why, why have you come to me? And then Kurt tells him that Taylor said, you're the only guy who might train me. Right. And Zia says, Taylor's a funny, oh yeah, Taylor's a funny guy and he's crazy. And Kurt <laughs> says, well, Taylor said the same thing about you. I don't know much about the relationship between Taylor and Zian. It's never explained, but I would watch the prequel movie about their, uh, totally. <laughs> how they I, came to be connected. I like to think of it as being like maybe Tian like helped the U S during the Vietnam conflict or something like that. They needed yeah. somebody to like come and help them out, like train the fighters in the jungle and stuff like that. And maybe they maybe. just stayed friends over time. <laughs> 
who knows, man, Zian could be like growing the poppies out there. You know, he's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's wild, but I do like the dynamic that yeah, just, they too. seem like they have a history. It makes, um, makes total sense. Right. So Zian asks Kurt, if he's a good fighter, Kurt says, yes. Yes, you got good defense. Yes, of course. (laughs) Then Zian does some like crazy kung fu shit in his face. He's like flies in the air and throws a bunch of kicks and punches on like like, one. He's in the air. Yeah, he throws like six blows that don't land, but just to show that he can like (laughs) it it looks kind of fake, but still kind of awesome. Yeah. And Kurt is completely frozen. Yeah. I mean, it's clear that this thing did not actually happen Yeah, yeah, because it's not it's shown in all like little quick cuts or cutaways. Um, But yeah, Kurt's standing there in, in amazement. And Zian says they must teach defense different in America because your defense stinks. <laughs> he hates America so much. <laughs> I guess so. But um, <laughs> then Kurt again, he begs him to train him. Zian tells him, here, go to, this, go to the Miley store in the village and bring me back some groceries. And then he's asked him, I think, why? And Zian says, catching people in rope makes me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Same. It's like, Same, yeah, no, I, um, I, he's got jokes for days. <laughs> he's Zian. a funny guy. He's lighthearted and humorous. <laughs> then in a strange moment, as Kurt is leaving off down the trail to the village, uh, Zian calls to his dog, Kiki, who we haven't seen before this. And just as a dog person, yeah. the second the van rolled up, Kiki would have been investigating. Like I just imagine mm. Kiki standing off screen, <laughs> just watching it all go down. Unless, no way, dude. unless Tien had that dog trained and was like, don't go yet. I guess so. I don't know. I found myself either thinking Z- Kiki's not the best guard dog then, but maybe Kiki that's is, just all by Kiki design. Is the best. Kiki is well-trained. No, you know what? If, if Zing saw, uh, Taylor's blue van driving up, he he's probably know. hiding out. Yeah. He's hiding out, yeah. waiting like, to see what's going on and catch somebody by surprise. Totally. All right. I take it all back. I take it all back. <laughs> um, cut, cut to the, t- the village. Uh, Kurt just comes on the scene and immediately befriends a child carrying Look, a rabbit. If a Caucasian <laughs> man wanders into a rustic Thai village in the middle of nowhere and starts touching children and drinking from their water unbidden. <laughs> I feel like there'd be more of a scene. Like people would not take too kindly to any of he, that. He immediately is touching a strange child. Um, yeah. He goes to the water where the old women are doing laundry and he's splashing water on kids and taking a little half shower in the, in the well, everyone's just happy to see him. You're just grinning. Like this shit happens all the time. Like, hello American, nice pleats. Like, uh, I mean, Kurt made himself right at home. Oh my God. And then the splashing. You know, he played a game of tag with the children. Just splashing and chasing the kids. I can't, I can't. There's no way. And everyone's just okay with it. They're not like, get away from my um, child. I guess it's Are just you trying to, it's a good device to introduce some like ne'er do wells scoping him out and he scopes them out yeah, and they're sizing yeah. each other up. A couple of sketchy dudes are there watching it all happen. Um, so he approaches the little, the grocery store, uh, Miley's store and Miley played by the beautiful Rochelle Ashana. She yes. introduces herself. Uh, she says that Zian is her uncle, nice. which is, I guess, a surprise. Um, yeah. but yeah, she's, a. <laughs> None of us. How could we know? Uh, yeah. And this Miley, she seems very surprised when Kurt tells her that he 
that uh, Zian is going to teach him Muay Thai. Right. She says, she says, oh, Zian doesn't teach anybody anymore. It's uh, yeah. So he'd been doing it for a while, had a bunch come too many people came yes. before. And I guess maybe, she said maybe a lot of people many. didn't make it through the training. They gave up. And I don't left. know what it is. I think it was just that he, I mean, he's the Muay Thai master, right? It makes maybe me it feel like so, so many, many people, people came wanted before. him to train him. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, you would think after the events of the first karate kid film, Tons of people would be wanting Miyagi to teach them karate too. Cause That's he's right. like, clearly he's the best teacher. Right. Um, but anyway, this, as she says this, you know, you sort of see Kurt's face drop. Um, and then she changes the subject. She's asked him, where is he from? He says he was born in Belgium. Now he lives in Los Angeles. I like that she didn't assume he was American like Uncle Tian oh. did. <laughs> and she, yeah, right. She asked, why did he come here? He says, I came because, my brother was came to fight Tongpo. Right. Um, as they're having this whole conversation, a couple of the just the obvious goons are like waiting out of focus in the background. They're just right. like biding their time. We're going to let them waiting, have this exposition they're conversation. Their, they're waiting for someone to point to them and tell them to <laughs> enter the scene. Yes. They're waiting for their cue. Um, then, uh, yeah. Kurt's telling her about how he's going to fight Tong Po after Zian trains him. She's like, please don't. That's a terrible idea. He's very dangerous. And he runs the province for Freddie Lee. Which also, again, that's another thing that sort of doesn't make sense. If he's such a great fighter and a cash cow, like why, why is, is he, he also being shit? made to be a gangster? That's a great um, question. I don't know. But she, so Kurt asks her, well, why don't you tell the police? She says, Freddie Lee pays off the police not to interfere. Yeah. I can't make trouble or they'll fuck up my store. That must've been the, uh, the cue line for, <laughs> for the goons. Cause now they approach, they go to her register as it were, which is like a cigar box. Basically. Yeah, they come in to take money. And as they come in, they're sort of immediately aggressive with Kurt. They like shoulder bump him in on the way, like shoving <laughs> him out of the way. Um, he intervenes almost like he hadn't listened to Miley when she said that if you do, there'll be trouble. <laughs> He's not, a, he was lost in her eyes, man. He was not listening. He was not listening. Uh, I like the, the first, like, yeah, I like that kick over the table on that first dude. Though. That's pretty. Oh, nifty. Yeah, dude. This is really the first time we, so this is the first time we've seen, uh, Kurt actually fight someone in earnest and yeah, he's got he some skills. Karate. Yeah. He beats him he up. Beats, I mean, he beats the shit out of these two dudes easily, but he does kind of wreck her store. And he also triggers my neuroses because I'm just sitting here thinking someone's going to have to clean all that shit up. Oh Kurt, yeah, dude. Asshole. I mean, is that a good move from Kurt to wreck the store like, of the woman? Take it who outside, you, man. Come on. I get that you're being chivalrous or you think you're protecting her, but yeah, he's also just like, fucking made her have to stay extra today to like get this mess cleaned hat. up. Yeah. <laughs> so she says, yeah, Miley says she's going to get in trouble now from Freddie Lee for all this. Uh, but like so many American military interventions, he rushed to take, he, <laughs> he rushed to take action in a situation he knows nothing about. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. She's, she's enraged or, or yeah. distressed at least. She says, Wait until I tell Uncle Zion about this. This is a new pronunciation no, that no one else has used in the film. Two, that's two pronunciations, and there will be a third. Oh, At there's another third, one coming? Yeah. But yeah, and I don't even... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's shades of over the top. Yeah. <laughs> where <laughs> like Hawk, it's a main... Hawks, it's a principal Hawk. character, and you can't keep the name of the character straight. Oh, my God. It doesn't matter. I mean, if anyone knows the pronunciation, it would be her, the niece. Well, she's Thai. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's her uncle. 
Right. So she we could have the same. She knows him well. She grew up with him. One could assume that Taylor, after all this time, had never bothered to learn how to pronounce <laughs> Zian's name. That's, pl- that's plausible. <laughs> that's plausible. And uh, Zian, he's just too polite to correct anyone. Well, even if she doesn't approve, I'll tell you who does. The little old man from the village. <laughs> and props to that old guy, just old man number one. He is living the life I want, sitting around, smoking his pipe, stylishly Just beheaded. watching the world go by. St- Stylishly beheaded. Yeah. Only I want to do it in a more temperate climate. <laughs> His hat was almost like one of the three storms hats. It wasn't was it from yeah. uh, Big Trouble in Little yeah, China. Totally. Yeah. Awesome dude. That dude was like loving life. Yeah, he was, um, he was digging. Probably it. drunk as hell. We hope <laughs> off of whatever. Yeah. Um, so now Kurt, he he goes back to Zien's. He walks in and sort of Taylor is just there. But yeah. he appears like out of nowhere. I get the, I get the feeling he's that, just leaning up against the van. I feel I get the feeling that like Taylor had pulled up and was like waiting for Kurt to show up. And then Kurt walks out of the woods with the bag. And then like, so yeah, no one saw each other until okay. they saw each other. <laughs> he's just, yeah, he's there like freaking Captain Morgan style. Yeah. He's got like his leg raised up yeah. or something. But yeah, he's just like, you know, what's going on? Are you coming? Are you going? What's happening? And uh, Zian takes the lead, says Kurt's going to be staying for a while. Yeah, we have many things to discuss. Zian really liked the way that he went to get those groceries <laughs> because he's now willing to train him or well, at least willing to consider training him. Yeah, I maybe guess. he was also liked his pleated pants. We don't know. A lot could be going through Zian's mind. So, so Taylor, he's, he unloads Kurt's many suitcases filled with tank tops and <laughs> pleated pants, Weird shirts. I guess, from the, from the van. He says, all right, I'll be back in a few days. And I think he says, you're going to live to regret this. Yeah. Kurt tells him like, he's like, we'll see again. I think yeah. like for fifth, yeah, we'll something see. like that. He's like, no, not a chance or yeah, something. Not a chance. He's, you're right. You're right. He's, he's ready to, uh, to learn the ways of Muay Thai. He's ready to take his first steps into a much larger world oh, as it were. Shit. Yeah. So now we're about to get to the, all the awesome training shit that you guys probably all came here for. Um, but that's going to have to wait. Oh uh, yeah. You're going to have to just tune in next time because you're not going <laughs> to hear it right now. Bitches. <laughs> not right now. We will be back though with a whole lot more kickboxer for you really soon. Talk to you guys soon. We'll be back. We'll be back.